The Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 12th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. South Dakota has been looking at ways to improve the state's juvenile justice system. Recommendations could be considered in the new session, with mental health serving as one of the overarching themes. Proposed solutions began to surface in recent months following the work of a task force last summer. One idea calls on the state to set aside $20 million to fund scholarships for those considering the mental health field. Representative Taylor Rayfelt served on the committee and says the state needs to address its shortage of counselors. She says intervention could help troubled youth overcome adverse childhood experiences or ACEs. 90% of juvenile detainees reported experiencing one or more traumatic events. So how that really links together is that when we have these ACEs happen to kids, we're intervening and then in the long term, hopefully prevent these kids from entering into the juvenile justice system. Ray Felt, also a board member for the Center for the Prevention of Child Maltreatment, says adding licensed counselors is vital because the wait time to meet with a provider is four to six weeks. I'm Mike Moen. Researchers who provided testimony suggest delaying action could create more ripple effects with nearly 20% of South Dakota kids having two or more adverse childhood experiences. Now to California, where advocates rallied at the L.A. City Hall Wednesday asking for tenant protections that before the COVID-era restrictions on evictions expire at the end of this month. Activists are asking the city council to adopt a tenant's bill of rights and guarantee the right to an attorney. Kyle Nelson is a postdoctoral fellow at UCLA who has been keeping records on evictions. He says we can expect a big spike in February. We're probably going to see the first increase in number of eviction filings in a very long time. There were 3,438 evictions filed in September. I would expect the numbers to increase to about 5,000 a month. I'm Suzanne Potter. Stats show that black and Latino households have as little as 15% of the wealth and half of the income as white counterparts. This story produced with original reporting from Geisel Noor at Yes Magazine. Now from Reuters, in battle, the U.S. Rep. George Santos said he had no plans to heed fellow New York Republicans' calls to step down, a plea they made on Wednesday to do what they called lie after lie about his career and his history. Reuters reports the Speaker of the House, Republican Kevin McCarthy, said he had no intention of pressuring Santos, part of his narrow 222-212 majority, despite the public plea by more than a dozen top Republicans. This is Public News Service. A recent report from AARP New York finds that older rural New Yorkers are struggling to age in place due to a wealth of disparities. The two biggest issues outlined in the report are housing and transportation access, each with its own set of challenges. For housing, many rural homes weren't built with accessibility in mind, and modifications can be costly. New York's Access to Home from Medicaid Recipients Program, which funds these modifications, received requests totaling $12 million. However, the program only gets enough funding to handle $1 million in improvements. AARP New York State Director Beth Finkel feels a solution to this issue lies in easing zoning laws for accessory dwelling units. We could ease the zoning for those, give people the opportunity to adapt 
their homes or build on smaller pods onto their homes so that they can have their family members close by. The other issue with housing is affordability. The report finds more than 30% of a person's income is going toward housing. It becomes an issue for older adults who are on fixed incomes. Aside from this, she hopes the state will provide more funding for the Access to Home for Medicaid recipients program. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. Some ways to boost transportation in rural areas would have to be more public-private partnerships for transportation and increased funding. The Americans with Disabilities Act website has gotten a makeover with updated navigation tools and easy-to-find answers to common questions. The federal government says it wants to better empower people to understand their and others' rights. Connor McGarvey is the CEO of Easter Seals of Ohio. The promise of technology is definitely something that has really opened up the lives of individuals with disabilities. So if they were to look at their caregiver or their parent, it will tell them who they're looking at. That's huge. The latest census data show an estimated 10% of Ohioans under the age of 65 live with some type of disability. Meantime, Northwest farmers have been dealing with extreme heat over the past few years. It's pushing some to wonder what the future of agriculture will be like in the region. Keith Vaselka manages 1,400 acres of apple and cherry orchards for NWFM LLC in Yakima. He says they've implemented a number of techniques to deal with warmer summer temperatures, but these methods are costly. Growers up here are trying to mitigate some of the impact of intense heat and UV with shade netting and misters that we use to help do evaporative cooling in the orchard. Pasoka has installed evaporative cooling at about 90% of his sites. I'm Eric Taganoff reporting. This story produced with original reporting from Michael Crow for Civil Eats. And this is by Clifford for Public News Service. Member endless and supported. Part of our interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.